money. Let's talk money. I don't have your money. I know I'd be a lot happier with some extra cash. Is this about money? Obviously, this is all about money. Oh, man, we got bills to pay, buddy. (laughs) With practical tips and a focus on scripture, let's talk money. With Dave and Reb. From more than enough, real conversations about money for real people. Let's talk money. Are you ready to talk money, Reb? I'm ready to talk money. It's just you and me I in know. the studio together. And it's almost your birthday. Well, you and me and all the people that right. are joining us. So on I'm the telling podcast. you, it's almost his birthday. His birthday's on Sunday. Thank you for announcing that to the. It's going to be world. 53. Uh, 23. <laughs> <laughs> he has some issues around getting older. Anyway, I, happy birthday. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I'm glad you were born. I'm glad that you're glad that I was born. <laughs> so that's a whole story in and of <laughs> itself. And we won't go into that no. today. So thank you because for joining it was a, us. It was a miracle my, you got to the earth. So uh, yeah, it's good. I was just going to say thank you for joining us in my birthday celebration here <laughs> with Reb in the studio. Well, we're together. talking money. So. This is Dave Answers Your Questions Part 2. Because last week we we had a list and we got halfway through. So now I added another question. So we'll probably get halfway through this list okay. too. Well, but- I want to give a shout out to notmine.ca first as we yeah, okay. just come in um, and thank them for sponsoring the show. And I want to thank you for joining us on the show today. And uh, if uh, you need to listen to previous podcasts, like last week's where we began this conversation around um, the questions that come in, notmine.ca actually does have the uh, the podcast posted there. Uh, of course, they're at morethanenough.ca and chri.ca as well. So those websites have the podcast player. You just hit play and go. Of course, if you're listening on a podcasting platform, then it automatically comes in and you've subscribed and you checked. And if you're on YouTube, then hit subscribe and do all of that good stuff. And and we love, again, the feedback on the different shows. And this is part of the reason we do the a little bit the questions that come in, because mm-hmm. as you send questions in, we get a pulse of, first of all, what you're thinking, where you're coming from and 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 where that's going to be. And maybe we can talk about that. No, we don't give any swag away for good questions. I know there's sometimes if you want swag, just send a message and we'll get you some. We got Says Reb. Says Reb. <laughs> Don't tell him what, what it is. It's just surprise okay. swag. Okay. It's a surprise swag. There we go. If you want some. All right. So you've got some questions uh, that we're going to yes. discuss. And you're going to refer back to the verse we had last week in James mm-hmm. 1. Can you remind us of what that is? Yeah. So, you know, whenever, and this is a very common verse uh, that we quote, but I do want to back up a little bit in terms of the context, because it, when I went back to it uh, this morning, I went, oh, yeah, James is talking about trials and temptations. And, you know, some of the questions we have, of course, and in our current context, uh, I would say there from a financial standpoint, we're seeing lots of volatility. We're seeing, I would say, lots of trials and temptations, mm-hmm. um, the, the temptation to get discouraged, the temptation mm-hmm. to spend money that you don't have, the, wow. the temptation to to um, run away, you know, not sure what to go or what to do. Uh, and then, uh, as he says, you know, there, there just are trials that that and, and I would say some of us are having this this uh, I don't know if it's 
communal trial in the sense that we're we're all looking at the the environment and seeing costs and and asking the question how do we manage the resources that we have well in the context of the change that's going on and and the the constant change around finances um so james just says this he starts in verse two and i'll just read the first few verses consider it pure joy my brothers and sisters whenever you face trials of many kinds okay so i'm just gonna say we need to eat these verses absolutely we have our own set of this is why it stuck out to me this morning was was like i'm like oh there is uh, i'm I'm needing a joy injection here so you know, so uh, you know, and he says, "Consider it pure joy." That well. uh, again, um, and then he he puts the comma in there, and he says, "Because you know, the testing of your faith produces perseverance." And my prayer in reading that this morning was, "Lord, I'm done persevering." Like you know, and that it is the joy of the Lord that is our strength, mm-hmm. and the Lord reminded me of that as well. Um, verse four says, "Let perseverance finish its work, so that you may be mature wow. and complete, not lacking anything." And again, in the in the current environment, there is an atmosphere of lack, and we'll just uh, we right. all feel it. We all mm-hmm. talk about it. We all go, "There's." not enough and everything's too expensive. And what James is reminding us here is, is um, we need to persevere because as we persevere, we come to a place where we become mature and complete, not lacking anything. And then verse five, the famous verse, if any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God who gives generously to all without finding fault and it will be given to you. But when you ask, you must ask and believe and not doubt, because the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea blown and tossed by the wind. And that person should not expect to receive anything from the Lord. Such a person is double-minded and un- unstable in all they do. Oh, man. So we love to quote that that middle verse that God gives wisdom, and it is absolutely true. But I felt this morning like reading the whole passage in terms of context, you know, James encouraging us that in the middle of the trials and the temptations, in the middle of the things that that we are all going through in the middle of the questions, um, recognize that there are, there's stuff going on, um, and that the Lord is bringing us and, and the encouragement from James is, is persevere and keep, uh, keep asking God for wisdom every day. Keep asking God for what, uh, what the next step or the next thing to do and is. And believe he's hearing you and he's answering. Yes. I like, I'm just like pausing because I can't believe how applicable. We're not going to tell you what our circumstances are right now, but our own circumstances that we're walking through this summer. I'm like, wow. Like, this is so applicable to us. You, you should smile because that would be some joy. You know, you're just responding with joy, yes. pure joy to the trials. Um, but interesting because, um, we've recorded next week's show already and we're gonna, and we're talking about just to give you a teaser about how much God does care about what you're asking mm-hmm. for in your life. Mm-hmm. And I'm just giving you a teaser. It's with Ray Borg and you won't want to miss that next week. But can we, so this is, this, mm-hmm. I could just pause 
pause here and say, you guys all have got what you need for the day. So God bless you. But um, we are going to talk a few things about mortgages actually today because okay. of the climate out there and we need wisdom. But I want to say this because I, I've been talking to you at nauseum about this book I'm reading yes. called The Psychology of Money by Morgan Housel. And um, it's been around for a long time. All those people who are in economics probably know it, read it. Um, I just really love it because it's around the mind and heart issues of money. And um, I'm, I'm understanding some things I've never understood before. So, but what is really neat, and I want to say this, David and I try it more than enough not to tell you what to do with your money. Right. Like it is so, and Morgan Housel in his book talks about that. Um, people always ask him, well, what do you do for investing? What are you doing? And then he tells the story of the medical, um, uh, community of doctors in the past, like a hundred years ago, they're like, the doctor decided this is what you need and this is what you have to do. And the patient would do it. It wasn't really this, well, here's option A and option B and option C, which in the last 50 to 60 to 70 years, they've developed more of that, right? When we go to the doctor, we actually bring Google. Your brother's a doctor and he told us something really interesting. Um, sometimes when his clients come in, he's like, well, why don't we look that up on Google? And then they actually do it together and he's showing them, well, yeah, this is what it says. So this is an option, but they're not quite right in this area. So he's actually like not despising Google. He's actually visiting Google sometimes with his clients, which I found super fascinating. But the premise is, the, the point of what I'm trying to say is doctors are now saying, here's an option for you, A, B, or C. And this is, you know, they're giving you the options with the ramifications involved. And, um, and normally a doctor doesn't say, you know, definitively, this is what you should do. Although my doctor this week says, you got to get more exercise. He did tell me that. Mm -hmm. So he, that was a definitive thing. Well, when you come in with a burst appendix, I know they definitively, definitively say, just say uh, right. we're cutting it out. Right. right. <laughs> and when people come to you with mortgage problems, okay, you've got debt here. How are we going to? Sometimes you know, there is a clear, right. there is a clear direction. And it's like, okay, this is what we need to do to get from point A to point B. Um, but the, the point, and I think you're going to touch on that yeah. is, is that even in that advice, recognizing that the, in the end, the decision is yours and the responsibility for that decision and the consequences of that decision all rest with you. Um, and you know, again, especially well, even with an appendix, you're going to, your recovery is dependent on you. Well, and, and I would just, you know, again, we can come up with all kinds of examples. Right. Um, you know, the, the, there are, you know, some people that say, you know, okay, I don't want a blood transfusion. That's a decision that they make. But that can have, okay, that's directly in conflict with a medical procedure. Or in, in, in our case, and I'll maybe use that as a, a better example here, is, you know, when it comes to fixed and variable, which is the question I get asked about 10 times a day, <laughs> if you're on the variable, what should you do? If you're on the fixed, what should you do? Uh, I mean, because there mm. are two different answers for that. And in the end, um, we make those decisions and we talk about what the options are and we say, this is what I think and this is how I see the world and what I read. And, and, and maybe I've read a little more information on Google. Uh, no, <laughs> but you know, I have an opinion, but in the end, when we talk about money, you know, 
the decision is yours. The, the responsibility for that decision is yours. And the consequences of that decision mm-hmm. are yours and, and really yours alone. And this is why I often talk about, so as a couple, when I'm talking to a couple, so what do you both think? It's re, it's, it's mm-hmm. almost more important that you're both united in the decision and that you move forward uh, united than it is the actual decision it, itself. Um, because. And, and when you make a decision, it's your decision. So Correct. you can talk about it with your neighbors and your neighbors can have all kinds of opinions, but it's your decision. You know who you are. God knows who you are. You know your season you're in and you know the circumstances and I, we just and, wanted and God to God certainly does give us counsel th- in Proverbs to say, yes, go to yes. a multiple of counselors. And, and, and as you're thinking through making decision, James one, ask God for wisdom. Uh, and, and sometimes but, you ask God for people of wisdom to, 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 to hear that voice. Um, again, I, you know, just saying that in the end, especially, you know, whenever a decision finally is made, that decision rests with you. It, the responsibility of that mm. decision rests with you. And, and sometimes making it, de- not making a decision is making a decision. And that has consequences as well. Um, so, you know, those so, three things. So, I mean, he makes a statement. Medicine is a complex profession and the interactions between physicians and patients are also complex. Mm-hmm. The same goes for financial advice. And doctors, um, and he says, doctors and dentists aren't useless. Like, obviously, mm-hmm. they have knowledge. They know the odds. They know what works. Even if patients come to different conclusions about what kind of treatment is right for them. Financial advisors are the same. There are universal truths in money. Even if people come to different conclusions about how they want to apply those truths to their finances. Mm-hmm. So, as I started on the journey with you as in financial coaching and as I started working more in the business, I like this isn't like business isn't my acumen. Like I'm like, like I, I've come to it, but it's not my natural, like, Oh yes, I want to learn everything I can about money. So I, and I'm sure there's a few of you out there like me and I just wanted someone to tell us what to do. We get Brent, Brent Vandermeer on here or bold. And I'm like, just tell me what to do. Do you want me to just tell me, should I go after cryptocurrency? Should like, what, what's the business this month that I should be putting money to? I just want them to tell me. And they're like, no, it's this and this and this. And then this guy, um, Morgan Housel has helped me understand know who you are, mm. that when you go to Dave to talk to him about mortgage or your mortgage broker or your bank, they're going to, we're going to say things, but it's your decision. It's your responsibility. And there is wisdom we offer that others do offer. Brent offers us wisdom. Bold does like, like some that, of the counselors that we have. That's right. right. And so, so it's good, but remember what Dave and Reb say I'm, I'm more than enough, we want to direct you to the Lord. We want to provide some parameters because Dave's going to talk to us a little bit and we'll just segue right into there. Um, one thing I do want to say also, which struck me, know who you are, know what kind of risks you're willing to take because what you're going to do with your mortgage on variable or fixed might have to do with who you are and what you're comfortable with. And your spouse may not be there either. And what Dave said you got to do it together. It's more important almost to do it together so that you're in unity on it. So there's not this divisive thing happening that in five years you say, well, if you wouldn't have 
signed on the fixed, we would be fine right now. You know, you, you got to make some decisions like that. So anyway, I'm saying a lot in a few words because I just want to ask. And you Dave, did finish reading that quote that you wanted to read. Yes. Um, there, yeah, I did. It's, Maybe read it again. Just so we um, yeah. financial advisors are the same as doctors and dentists. There are universal truths in money. Even if people come to different conclusions about how they want to apply those truth to their own finances, but you have to remember, we're not going to tell you specifically this is how you should do it because it's your it's it's your life it's your season your circumstances and knowing this is one thing he says knowing who you are knowing your risk level and knowing the end game Mm -hmm. this is like we've made decisions about our mortgage right now that i'm trusting dave for because he knows the end game we're not we're not waffling back and forth and back and forth you know it's okay we're making this decision we're not going to be tossed by the wind or the latest economic thing that's happening. We're going in for the long haul. Yeah. So, you know, again, just picking up on the, the, the quote that you read, um, you know, and, and this is why I love coaching. This is a, in fact, why we started a coaching company and not a financial advising company. Um, and, and just to be clear, you know, when we talk about coaching, what a coach uh, is doing, and if you've been in a coaching relationship, because I know some of our listeners have, and, and, um, the coach wants to draw out of you, uh, really, uh, you know, kind of dig through the soil of, of all of the, the, um, thoughts and feelings. And so kind of dig through that and bring some of those out onto the table for you. So there's clarity. Um, so often, you know, when you're, you know, when you come to us in terms of, and, and I'm not going to do a infomercial for more than enough, but <laughs> maybe an infomercial for coaching. When you come and you are looking for wisdom and you're looking for, uh, to make a decision. Decision um, from the quote, he says, "You have to know yourself, and and you have to be honest with yourself, and you have to sometimes face some things that you know, especially in finance. We talk about you know, some of our financial decisions are simply driven by fear. Mm-hmm. Well, let's acknowledge first of all that this is a decision where I'm fearful in." And so then we can apply this to James verses and we can say, I've got no faith for this again. And so if I have no faith for it, then making the decision, um, I'm going to make it this way one day and that way another day. Mm -hmm. And again, fear is a factor when it comes into here. And so as we talk about that, you may say just acknowledging um, that, okay, I'm I'm trying to make this decision, but I am, I am doing so in a, in a, position of fear. Um, and, and we need to, in a sense, address the fear and get that out. And then clarity can come. So if I'm going to give you advice, and all of this back to kind of the advice giving is just to say, if I'm going to give you advice, and I'm not afraid, my advice is going to come from a place of not fear. But if you are afraid, and you take my advice and do the exact same thing, it is going to end up different. <laughs> And because you're working from a place of fear right. and you will, the next decision you make will be from that place of well, fear. And I may not be in the room and I will say, well, this was a great decision for Reb and I. We're united. We're not working from a place of fear. We, we've sought some counselors and this is what we're doing with, with some of our money in this season. And you say, okay, I'm just going to mirror Dave and Reb. But the next decision you make 
I'm not in the room or you don't Rev and I maybe make a different decision mm-hmm. and we say, oh, things have changed and, and we better pivot um, because we see some wisdom in that or a counselor has come to us and said, hey, guys, the, you know, it's changed and you need to change with it. And then all of a sudden you're coming back and saying, well, we did what Dave and Reb said and it didn't work. Um, and, and again, all of that to say, as we talk about some of the, the questions that are coming, um, today is not about advice giving. No, it is. It, and I, I mean, we spent most of the show telling you we don't want to tell you what to do, but I'm going to just pass this into mm-hmm. the question we got from a client was current climate of housing market for a new buyer is really mm-hmm. crazy out there right Difficult, now. Yeah. Is it still beneficial to purchase a house with a large mo- mortgage? What are the pros and cons for renting versus buying? And where's, I mean, there's a lot. Mm-hmm. We could do mm-hmm. 12 shows on this. Where is the market going? Should we go shorter term? Do you lock in? All those are the questions that everybody's asking. That's why I love this question. Mm-hmm. So is it beneficial to purchase a home right now? Well, I don't know. <laughs> Depends on who's asking. Uh, are, are, the, are, the, it's gonna, are we going to expect like in three years, if, if there's a new time, a new buyer, should they wait three years to see what the market's like? So there's all kinds of ways to look at that question. So why don't we just kind of sure. look at it from a, a couple of different angles? Sure. So number one is traditionally, historically, real estate has appreciated as the years go by. So if I buy these, this house now, I can, uh, again, we don't know for sure the timing, but we can uh, make the, the conclusion that it's going to appreciate over time. And that is building wealth. It's building the asset. And, and so, yes, um, you know, it's a good time to buy. Anytime is a good time to buy in real estate, making the assumption that it is going to increase right. over the next period of time. Um, and so, yes, that's good. Will the house that you're buying today be more expensive next year, next year? Likely. But there are dips in the in the market and you may find the market, one market drops and, and all of that. But the reality is, is possibly. And I would say in a lot of these things, doing some due diligence uh, and saying, okay, that's one factor. Will the house increase in value if I look at it from an asset standpoint? Yeah, most likely. There's okay. very little risk there. Um, most likely it will. So even with a large mortgage? So for a first time buyer, this goes to the second question, but it goes, let's talk about that house buying right now. Interest rates are very high. They're, they're as high as they have been in the last um, 15 to 20 years. Let's just say 20 to, to be general, but they are not like they were in the eighties where we had 18 and 20%. Right. In fact, the interest rates right now on the fixed side, sitting between four and five, four and a half and five and a half, um, that is actually where we've been expecting them to land for the last 10 years. Right. We had 2009, we had the, the basically the economic disaster in the US, which did rub up against us here in Canada, not so significant, but what it did do was keep the interest rates artificially low and they were artificially low for about eight years. Right. And so during that eight years, we were saying, you gotta, you know, pay down your mortgage, set put, your put, payments. Oh, yeah. At, you know, at hedge the, them, didn't you? Hedge your payments. payments. Uh, you know, take advantage of these low rates because they're not going to last forever. Now, we didn't expect that 
those rates would flip within a year. That yeah, well, certainly was even in our mortgage. And and again, yeah. looking at the the uh, the history, the economics, and all of that, we didn't expect that. But that being said, we are landed right now where most people, even five years ago, would have said, "Yeah, the fixed rate should be between four and five percent." If I look at historically, the fixed rate historically is six percent over the last 25 years. So the average fixed rate over the last 25 6%. years is 6%. So you're going, okay. So so saying all of that, so looking at, because I was having a conversation with my girlfriend about it, and she was like, okay, yeah, great. But still, people are struggling. Exactly. So then, then do you continue to rent? You know, and here we go. We can't tell you if you should keep renting. But what are the pros and cons of renting versus buying right now? So, and I want to, I will always go back to cash flow. Okay. The answer to, in a sense, looking at your cash flow, living realistically and saying, what is my lifestyle and can I maintain my lifestyle with the mortgage or with the rent? Uh, And, uh, you know, it does, it costs about 20% less to rent than to buy. Even if your, your rent and your mortgage payments are the same, there are extra costs when owning a house that there are not with renting. Mm-hmm. So it is cheaper to rent even when those payments are the same. But the bottom line is, is that you have to look at your cash flow and say, if I buy, then this is how it's going to affect my current lifestyle. Right. And if I say, if I rent, this is how it's going to affect my current lifestyle. And do I have the 20% margin? increase if I'm renting now to go out and buy. Um, I, I love that question. If I buy, how will it, how will it affect um, my lifestyle? lifestyle. Yeah. yeah, that's a really great question because some of our own children are saying, um, you know, there's one, one pursuing a house and, and buying and another is like, well, I want my education. We lived in a cheap rent so we could eat out and entertain and have people over. Mm-hmm. And even with some health issues between them, they were able to maintain their lifestyle because they lived simply in a rental that was decent rent. So it's really, it is really, what do you value? What are your values as a single person, whether you're divorced, you know, you might be in a new season and you think, ah, I've lost my home. Um, But you know, what is it you're valuing and, and, and 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 what's your lifestyle? We have a couple minutes left, but I was just going to say, and even if you're at the, the, the second stage of life and you're saying, so I own a house and maybe you own it and there's no mortgage on it. Um, but I'm looking around and I'm going, should I sell? Should I buy? What does that look like? And I still go to the lifestyle question of, so when you rent, you can just close the door. And, and if travel is one of your lifestyle, uh, again, in terms of this stage in your life and you're going to travel more, then boy, there's something appealing just about closing the door and, and, and leaving it and letting the landlord Take care of I what just needs to do, heard that right? from a woman who is separated in financial coaching, and she said, "I thought I always wanted to buy, but this is sweet living in a one bedroom, and I have way less stuff to take care of." So, and and that's a lifestyle yeah. choice. Mm-hmm. Um, and and again, there are those that are totally on the other side. And I'll end really with mm-hmm. this to say, and then there's people that want to build wealth and want to build the asset, mm-hmm. and that's important to them. Right. Yes. And they're saying. But that's why I buy a house because real estate is one of the, the, mm-hmm. the, I would say most common ways all of us build wealth and build assets is, is 
we buy a house that we're living in that's appreciating in in value mm-hmm. every year. Right. And so we go, wow, I get to live in a house and I have an asset that 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 is going to appreciate. And if that's important to you, then that's an important decision. Yeah. Right. So basically, so. it goes down to what you're valuing. So if you walk away from here and say, should I buy a house or should I stay renting? What's valuable to you right now? Where is your cash flow at? And you may not know where it's at. So that's where you start. Financial awareness creates empowerment. Mm-hmm. Give your attention to your finances and then um, your awareness will be raised. Awesome. Well, let me pray. So, Lord, uh, you know, we started by reading the words of James that said, uh, you know, we come to you for wisdom, but um, obviously couched in in the midst of of what James is saying Mm -hmm. around um, you are at work in our character. You're at work in in what Mm. uh, how we think and how we relate to others in this world. And and so, Lord, we just say thank you that you are generous and giving wisdom. And we come to you with our questions uh, with faith, knowing that you'll give answers. And so we just pray that today in Christ's name and for his glory. Amen. All right. Well, thanks to Financial Discipleship Canada for sponsoring our show today. And we'll talk to you next week when we talk money with Ray. Don't miss it. Let's Talk Money is a division of More Than Enough Financial Fitness, where God is transforming hearts and bringing hope for today and freedom for tomorrow. For more information or to comment on today's show, please visit morethanenough.ca.